0: All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. What's up, YouTube? We're glad you're here. Today is Chili's day. Uh, He rebelled against me a few weeks back during a Team PT. If you guys don't know, every Wednesday we do Team PT. And for the longest time, I was the only one that was choosing the PTs. Because I just assumed nobody else had the daggone gumption to actually pick what to do for PT, so I was just under the assumption that if I didn't choose something to do on Wednesday morning, that really nobody would just do anything. And you know, I was having a lot of issues because sometimes you know, Chili and Blake would suggest suggest a PT. But it was something like um, like uh let's do some stretching or let's um, let's do a yoga class or a uh, aerobics class or something like that and I'm like, no man, I'm looking to actually get a workout in and so you know at that yeah. point I would have to override them. You keep talking about that bull crap while there's only twenty people listening, we'll get in a good conversation. But uh yeah. Now we, we had a PT a couple of weeks ago and Chili showed up and he totally rebelled against the, the thing that we were doing and just went off and did his own thing. And so what I didn't realize is he was actually mad that we weren't, you know, every week switching who was in charge of the day. So last week, Blake, picked the PT this week, Chili picked the team PT. We made a pretty good video out of it. It was actually a pretty good workout. I was proud of him for choosing something that was actually fairly difficult. We did eight 400-meter uh, intervals, I guess you could say, with a one-minute rest in between. And it was actually pretty legit. So it's Chili's day. What's up, Chill? <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? Well, obviously, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just explained myself to you. I mean, do I get it or not? No. You're very, very dense. So what was the problem? Why did you rebel that day? Oh, you'll get it one day, man.
1: It don't do any good to try to teach you something. We got to train you. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, Blake?
0: You got to train him. You can't teach. Yeah, you got to have both.
1: Look, know? man, I can, like, all this theory garbage sitting here telling you in theory and all that, it don't stick, man. You're too dense. You don't get it. You gotta actually play it out over time. You'll you'll get it that way through ex- experience. You know what I'm saying.
0: I guess so. I mean, I'll I'll admit I'm sometimes I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't always know everything. You know, I like to keep things simple. Yeah. Uh, generally, the way that I live my life is I don't really look back, and I don't really look forward. I'm just kind of in the day, every single day. You know, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. So, how I get you, it, man. How
1: do you learn from your experience
0: if you're always in the moment, man? Um. Well, I mean, I can learn. I can learn and make changes. I can learn in the day and make changes. Then you forget it the next and it's day? Just, no, it's just a permanent change. When I make a change based off of a, a bad experience, it's just a permanent change. How do you plan? I don't have to think back about it. I just implement it.
1: How do you plan for any, uh, how do you ever put anything on the schedule in the future if you don't ever look ahead?
0: Well, I, I can schedule things, but it doesn't mean I'm thinking about them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you set How do you set yourself up for success if you're not ever thinking about what you're gonna do? And well, that's a hard thing. You ever done You ever put something on the
0: schedule ahead of time without thinking about it? I just let him say that. will do. How do you set yourself up for success? Well, I mean, I think if you if you maximize your focus on each individual day, and you know get the most out of each individual day that leads to success how do you
1: get the most out of each and every day without knowing what you're doing or doing or trying to do
0: I have other people that think about what I should be doing for me who you <laughs> uh Hamza Blake we all, all, all the people that coach me and and get me through this life we don't do that you guys enable me to have this you know mindset of just day by day because like you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing for my running training because I'm just thinking about what, what am I doing today. So that's why I have to call Chili once a week over this training block and be like, hey, man, what am I supposed to be doing? And see then, see, I'm not thinking about it. I'm, he's just telling me, you know, Blake, He's he's running everything on the business end. You know, he's thinking about all this stuff. I can just focus on the day, you know. So, you got to have a team around you if you want to be like me. And by the way, y'all want to know the daggone secret to being successful in life, YouTube? Yeah. Do everything that I do. Come on now. Do everything that I do. That's the secret to being successful in life. That's all y'all need to know.
1: Well, what all do you do, man? Have you given everybody the secret? What you, Like, the, the details?
0: Yeah, I just gave them a detail right now. No, what what do you do every day? I don't know. All I know is what I'm doing today. (laughs) Well, do what I do, but I ain't going to tell you what I do. (laughs) That's
1: what I'm saying, man.
0: You got to just pay attention. You
1: got to make a video of a day in the life or something so they can know how to be the best. Okay. If you don't, I mean, if you just say do what I do, but they don't know what you do, then I don't even help them.
0: I'll make a video for y'all about what I do every day. Okay, at least on that day that we make the video. And um, you'll see how to be successful that day. If you just want to be successful for one day, you'll be able to go through that video that we make line by line and you'll be good to go at the end of that day. It's a hard thing to keep pride at bay sometimes. I I can't promise you tomorrow. Okay, I can't promise you tomorrow because I can't make a video every day. Yeah. That you guys can follow just a day behind me. Yeah. But I can get you I can get you to success in one, for one day at least. That'd be the template. Well, there is no template. You just live in Well, you are the template. Well, yeah. Yeah, you would have to be able to observe what I'm doing every single day. Yeah. So Ralph you, Miller said he tried sitting down like you sit, like a little girl, but he squished his junk, and he said that he ain't going to be doing none of that. Ralph, you got a long ways to go in life, Ralph. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, brother. If you ain't even figured out how to sit around like me, Ralph, you ain't got no hope. To do what I do when I'm actually on my feet, all right. Man. You got a long ways to go in life, Ralph. But I'm glad you're here. You're in the right place. You're in the right place to go a little further. All right, Ralph. They just, um, they just don't get it, do they? No, man. That's y'all's problem. That that's y'all. That's y'all. Y'all got. Uh, look. You just don't get it, man. You just don't get it. Okay. A lot of people wonder, they say, Chad, how on earth are you doing the things that you do, man? Look, my body, my mind, and my spirit are all in agreement. They're all in agreement. Mm. And it just flows, man. A lot of y'all got a disconnect between your body and your mind. A lot of y'all got a disconnect between your your mind and your body and your spirit. All minds are all lined up. Choker just flows like water. Ha! Get you some of that, boy. Well, he's in a mood today, isn't he?
1: Well, I mean, he's trying to tell people how to how to be the best. I mean, what what are you supposed to do? Beat them over the head with it? I mean, look, you can only tell them.
0: Yeah. I mean. People can't even sit like I sit. You know why you can't sit this way, Ralph? Your mind is weak. Your body, your body, your your mind cannot control your body. You're not at that level yet. Get to my level, Ralph. The crap, man. You're just
1: going to have to show them how. The only problem with this is... is we ain't giving them an example of the day yet, so we'll, we'll have to do that. That way, there will be no confusion about how to do it.
0: Yep. We'll do that for y'all. I might put that video on Patreon. Day in the life. All right. Uh, I wanted to take just a minute to thank, to thank Andy. Andy, if you're still listening, if anybody's still listening after that first part, that first segment, of the show there. I don't know if anybody made it through that because, you know, I know I just made you feel bad about yourself. But Andy, if you're still listening, I want to thank you for the cup of coffee and the Power Bites that you bought for me at the Sharp Sickle Coffee Shop in Rome, Georgia. Because I was going to PT yesterday for the second time Uh, There's some more tips. Did y'all hear that? I was going to PT yesterday for the second time at 5.30 in the evening. You know why? Because my mind and my body are in agreement. When did you do that? I went down there at 5.30. Yesterday? Yesterday? Yesterday, thinking about the past. Look, y'all are getting more tips in here. No, I'm I'm only going back for the for the listeners. Oh, okay. I'm going back for the listeners. Okay. Okay. I walk up in the Sharp to coffee shop. The lady says, "Whoa!" I says, "What's up?" <laughs> What's up, Jeff Cornell? <laughs> she. <laughs> the lady says, "Let me take this." She rips this off the, the uh, cork board, said, sir, your medium Americano coffee your debt has been paid and your power bikes have already been paid for. She hands me this slip right here. My brother Andy says, enjoy the coffee and keep up the good work. Thank you for the encouragement. You know, that meant a lot to me that somebody would do that for me. It's, it's just unbelievable that somebody would do something like that for me. And I'm extremely thankful for it, Andy. That really made my day. I appreciate that. This episode's brought to you by our partners at Barbell Apparel. Um, They've been our partners now for a couple of months. We've been running their darn apparel through the ringer. We've done all kinds of stuff in it, from putting lift kits on trucks to PT and massive PT sessions y'all. that y'all probably would blow y'all's mind. Uh, we've, you know, traveled around. We've done everything in these clothes, man. What I love about Barbell Apparel, first and foremost, is that we had a long conversation with the owners of this brand before we actually partnered with them. We tested the products out, we liked them, the apparel out, we really liked it. We had a long conversation with the people. We liked the people. They share a lot of the same values as we do here at 307 Project. And so we decided to partner with them and the stuff is off the charts, man. I got on my Ranger shorts right now. I ran in them this morning, they work awesome. The jeans are the best that I, I, look man, I told y'all the story. I ain't been able to wear jeans in a decade because I can't find, I never could find a pair of jeans that fit me right. Seriously. And I was on search for a pair of jeans that fit me right. And I tried on these darn jeans, man, that they make. They just made a new version out of them. And the, they took what it was the best jeans I ever tried on and made them even better. And you know what? Everybody talks about, Oh, $150 for a pair of jeans. Oh, what the crap, man? I can't pay that for a pair of jeans. Look, I, well, that's your bad. You get what you dang pay for. You get, okay, maybe you're not as picky about your jeans as I am. I'm going to and tell you, I ain't going to wear uncomfortable clothes. No. I ain't going to wear uncomfortable clothes. Okay? So you get what you pay for. And I didn't even know it, but they got a 365-day guarantee on these jeans. You get these jeans, you wear them, hike in them, work in them, do whatever. If you have a problem with them, they're gonna f- fix them or send you a new pair for a daggone year. Uh that's why. That's why the jeans are. Pri- they not only are they comfortable, but they're backing them up with a year long guarantee. So that we we appreciate our partners over there. Go get you some darn barbell apparel, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know
1: why you'd work out anything else. I mean if you try try it, it's it's the best thing I've ever tried. Well, they got
0: everything in. you need. You can go to one place and get all the clothes that you need from one place.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I, I like mean that. the jeans, dress shirts, and workout. Clothes. I'm all That's- about
0: convenience, man. That's like I'm about to send my land cruiser up here uh to to get some paint and body work done. You know, I'm paying to have the dang thing hauled to hauled up there. I ain't driving the dang thing all the way up there, man. Why not? Because I like convenience. I like convenience. Well, I mean, you could... I like to be able to go one place and get it all done. One-stop shop. You can go up there and talk to them, man. Well, we'll go up there when we go pick it up. But oh. Go check them out. Barbell, BarbellApparel.com. Official partner. Apparel partner at 307 Project. Okay. What man, the quick clicking that pen? What's the deal they can't, with you they that can't, pen, man? Nobody can hear it on the mic. I've yeah. listened back. Jeez. It can't. It can't come through on the mic. Um. Well, okay, lucky. I got a couple things I want to talk to y'all about today. Well, now it's your day, Chili. What do you got, <laughs> Chad?
1: Stop. I'll ask you a question though. What's up? You really think you're training that
0: hard? Oh, there's nobody that's. Training I mean, be harder. serious. Yeah, I'm no. There's nobody that's training harder than me. All right, I mean, period, I wondered if you were ser- if you seriously thought that yeah th- I mean there might be people that are training smarter than me, but there's nobody that's training harder than me, okay, and here's the thing. I never claim to be smart well, thank- I just claim to be hard, praise God, yeah, so that's the truth of the matter.
1: all right, I just want to see if you seriously thought that because that could be brought into question
0: i mean it's a fact it's a fact hmm. um first thing i want to talk about some things that's happening in the world i want to get some uh i want Chili to educate us on it but look i'm i'm getting real concerned here because it, it seems like they're trying to do away with all the cash okay <laughs> now i'm getting i'm getting concerned about this and And the reason I'm concerned is because I hate paying taxes. And one of the best ways to get around paying taxes is to deal in cash. And I'm assuming that's the reason why they're trying to get rid of cash is because there's a lot of small businesses out here, people that, that do specific trades and skills. And I know many people that they deal in cash. Because if they, if they had to pay tax on the amount of money they make, they'd go out of daggone business. I hate taxes, man. Well, uh, and, and so I imagine that's part of the reason they're trying to get get rid of cash. Now, I like to have me a little folding money. You know, does anybody on YouTube do you got a secret stash? What's up, YouTube? YouTube, do any of y'all keep a a, a cash stash? You know, from and where do you keep it for when you, <laughs> you know, when you, when you need to do when you need to, to do some stuff, you know, you side projects and A lot stuff. Of people saying, yeah, let us know how much you got in there and where you keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, if they do away with cash, they ain't no more stash. <laughs> Your stash is done, son. You ain't stashing nothing. Look, man, every, every cent that you spend, is going to be electronically tracked yep. and visible. Mm. So your stash is screwed. My stash should be screwed. You know, you can't, if you got, look, if you out there painting trucks or, you know, cutting people's grass and stuff and you taking cash payment because you, you're tired of being stolen from like me, um, that's over for you. You probably got a business, um, So, you know, what what, what are they trying to take our cash away for, Chili? Because you seem to think it may not be for those same reasons.
1: Well, I mean, if you're saying that they're trying to get rid of cash so they can collect more in taxes, well, that's not the reason. I mean, the whole tax thing, people got way off base.
0: Well, yeah, you're right.
1: People believe that the government, taxes you because they need that money to pay for what they want to use it on. Like, you know, and people get mad because it's usually to fund things that they disagree with, like abortions and, oh, they're using my tax dollars to pay for this and to send to Ukraine and whatever. Well, I'll be the first to tell you that they just print the money that they need to spend on things like that. You tax... What they do is they tax you for control, take that money, go throw it into a big pit and burn it, and then print what they need to send to Ukraine and all their... all their. I mean, it doesn't matter. Your taxes are pretty irrelevant. And a
0: lot of people disagree with me on that. Mm, That's true. I believe that.
1: But you can go look at how much they bring in in taxes... And then how much they spend? Well, it don't cover it. Like they, it's totally for you to keep being subservient and and giving it, giving it away. Owing that you make a dollar, you send it back to the government. That's the whole 60 point. Sixty
0: cents of it. Sixty cents of every dollar, at least. Yep. So. The, it's more about. Did you know they were trying to do this, Blake? Do away with cash? Uh uh-uh.
1: Well, Lord, yeah. yeah, they've been trying to do it forever. They're I mean, pushing
0: hard right now, though. Where'd you see that at? It's all over. Everybody's talking about it.
1: Well, yeah, because people are late to the dang party. I mean, what what it, what is people thought's been going on?
0: This has been happening over the last decade, I guess.
1: Longer than that. I mean, it's it it's. Look, I've I don't know how much I've talked about it on here. And it's become... Now a lot of people will mention it and kind of throw it out there, but they just don't... They don't even know what they're talking about when they say Chinese social uh, credit system. Yeah. They don't know what that means, though. Like, there's... your, Your finances and your life and your freedom will be tied to basically a green light, yellow light, red light system. The social credit system. So... You know, if you say things that you'll be tracked to the to the maximum, and anything you say that is off of what the government wants you to say can get you dinged.
0: This was happening in Canada actually yeah. during oh, the yeah. during the um, corona.
1: Yeah, can get your credit, your social credit dinged.
0: They were seizing everyone's uh, bank accounts that was going against what what the, whatever. They were they were wanting to push, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you look at the money that we already have, the way most people already spend money. I mean, Apple Pay, even your credit card. I mean, even yeah. just a. De- I mean, just you know, online banking is already, it's all digital. I mean, you can spend and receive thousands and millions of dollars, even without. I mean, there's not a there's not a physical note of cash ever. Talked about, seen, looked at, held. So, I mean, it's already it's already gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, cash is already irrelevant, but it has to be completely eradicated to That way, everybody deals with only digital money, which is really easy to do. Everyone, you could do that very simply by any major grocery store like Walmart just not accepting cash anymore. Yeah. That's all, I mean... I don't see what else it would take. That's pretty much it. Everyone wouldn't have it anymore. I mean, you wouldn't have it at all.
0: Yeah, this would be very easy to make this happen.
1: Yeah, it it wouldn't. Ta- and and the whole reason is, it, it's it's not even that they really care about how much tax money. It's it's more of like everything would be tracked. Every transaction is known about. Got a record of it. We can it could be denied at any time. Like you can't deny a cash transaction between me and you. No one knows it's happening. You can deny an online transfer easy because it has to go through the intercollective net.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So, also, I don't know how all this works and all the internet and worldwide web works, but all I know is it was turned on at some point and it can be turned off. Yeah. So, online banking requires that and can be, like, Completely shut off at the drop of a hat. I have to believe that. You can't do that with cash. If you can't turn it off, then people could still survive and live underground a little bit, but if it's all
0: eradicated, then kind of screwed. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's something else. Um uh, because, like I said, I like to have my stash. You guys like to have your stash. You know, it seems like it's coming. When it comes, what do we do, Chill? When uh, when they... When they just start saying this, you, that you, you, can't, you can't use can't cash. You can't use cash
1: anymore? Well... What do we do? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing right now to be ready for that because... Once that happens, if you have nothing in place, you're just going to do it. I mean, you're just going to file in line with the rest of everybody else. Cuz at that point, there's no I mean, what <laughs> you when that happens, you have to be you have to be ready to not use the grocery store anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or else you'll just fall in line. Unless you have it set in place where you don't need none of that anymore, then you're gonna, you're gonna fall in line. Yeah, you're going to. I mean, there's nothing you could do. That's why it's such a well thought out plan. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, you can't beat it unless you are working now to be totally self sufficient. You don't need the government's water turned on, electricity. You don't need the grocery store for your food. I mean, that's. That's it.
0: That's the only solution. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, I, What? That, cashless society? Yeah, yeah. Society? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a, a cashless society is a foregone conclusion. Okay. yeah. So it's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I can be pretty sure of. A cashless society is... I mean, like, if anyone debates that, it's already cashless. I mean, to a... To To a large extent. a large extent. It doesn't
0: get this far. We got a lot of fans on YouTube that have a stash like me. Well, that's great, but... They got that coin, don't they?
1: But what are you going to do when no one accepts it anymore? Which is basically the only step that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, and I guess what they'll make you do is if if you do have a stash, they'll they'll give you a time period to deposit it into into the, the electronic system. Yeah. and then and they'll, they'll tax. tax then they'll tax you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could foresee that happening. So yeah, it's for. Yeah, I, I agree with Chile. It's coming. You know, I said I was worried about it. I don't really give a crap. No, I, I don't. I, I don't really give a crap. Um, man, I'm so I'm so focused on Jesus, and uh, and I know that. The establishment of his kingdom is the only only ultimate solution to any of this stuff. Blake's <laughs> over there counting his cash right now. No, I was looking at this. Um, it says this note is uh, to be accepted for all debts, public and private. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. was. So I guess I really ain't worried about it. Does this get you up in arms at all, Blake? Nah. <laughs> Blake, you know, Blake cares less than I do. <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening. I don't care. <laughs> hey, Phil Dog 111 just gave $13.99 Super Chat. He said, let them fools track this transaction. <laughs> nice, son. Well, I think they are. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we uh, there's the first piece of information for you guys. Get ready for a cashless society. It is coming uh, everyone, according, this is all according to our official profit here at 307 Project. <laughs> Come on, man. Chili. Um, it is coming. Your only solution is to figure out how to be completely self-sufficient unless you want to fall in line with everyone else. And that's what will happen. I can remember of a time very recently where everybody <laughs> fell in line uh, on some kind of pretty crazy stuff. So,
1: And that may have been to see how the waters yeah if you if you uh if you have a logical brain you might could you might come to the conclusion that that had something to do with what else is coming in the future
0: you got denied cash somewhere during that didn't you yeah yeah there there were there were places that would not accept cash
1: well chile did in the dang
0: airport during the corona yeah you did in the airport remember that you sure did. That
1: was the first time, or at least you acted like you had seen that, and you were freaked
0: out, man. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Maybe that is when that happened to Chili in the airport.
1: I tried to pay for a freaking sandwich in the airport, and I got out my $10 bill, and she looked at me and said, she looked at me like I was handing her Monopoly money, and I was like, well, here, here, here you go, nine forty nine. dollars 49 here's the, 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 the bill, legal tender. And she looked at me like I was nuts. And she was like, uh, I can't. I, I, I was like, are you okay? And she said, I can't take that. And I said, why not? And she said, we, we, we're not allowed to take cash.
0: You should have said, well, I'm going to go ahead and leave this right here. <laughs> and I'm going to walk off with my sandwich.
1: <laughs> I said, I do said, what? And I didn't have a card with me. So I was like, well. Well then, here we are. What do we do? <laughs> we've we've appeared to reach an impasse, and uh, luckily, my my part my part over there had had his card, so I just handed him the. He accepted the cash, and then uh, he paid for my meal with his card. And I mean, what what that what what, what is that?
0: That's illegal.
1: We can We won't accept. I mean, there wasn't you know, a problem with the red. You know, like there wasn't no. Problem. It was just, we don't do that.
0: I said, what? That's a pretty good, it might be a good business opportunity coming up when cash kind of starts to go down, you can accept it and get your numbers right to where you deposit and you actually capitalize, even if you're taxed, but you accept people's cash and pay their bills for them and just reduce their, the value of their dollar. So maybe their bill's 20 bucks and you got to get 50. I'm sure somebody will come up with that scam. I go ahead and tell you, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> it ain't gonna be me all right well that's the first thing i wanted to mark off my list here i needed to get some insight on that just to know what to expect um the next thing on my list here chili was just saying a bunch of people's getting shot everywhere (laughs) what's going on with that chill well i don't know seems like that you brought it up
1: seems like it's just ramping up man Okay. Just every day you hear about people getting shot All what right.
0: what'd you say that for <laughs> what's behind that what's 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 up with that
1: well I mean you want to you want us to get kicked off of
0: YouTube well no not slap kicked off that wouldn't be good for the viewers
1: <laughs> well because it, it could happen with this one but I mean look
0: you can just use code words
1: I think <laughs> I, well, this is already gone downhill.
0: But, All right, this one, this video <laughs> won't be monetized. So we might as well just. Well, I mean,
1: I'm uh, Yeah, I don't care. I'm just saying you gotta. Let me just tell you, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, look, shootings happen, right? Legitimate guns are dangerous. <laughs> like people use guns to kill people, uh, a lot in america i mean it it's it's a lot
0: actually all over the earth
1: well yeah but i'm talking about america okay (laughs) uh and you know that can totally be some nutball you know just going haywire and doing something heinous but and, and, and what, you know, and, and say that happens, what the media is going to do is capitalize on it and push their narrative using that story, you know, all day long. I mean, they're thrilled when it happens because they're like, <coughs> you know, guns are bad. Guns are killing people. We got to ban guns. So they love it when that happens because it lets them push their narrative and get the politicians all riled up about it. But I don't know, man. A lot of people need to look in to how many shootings when they really push them or or tragedies like like even the Boston Marathon bombing. That wasn't a shooting, right? But that was a, a bombing about how some of these dudes... Are being talked to by our intelligence agencies before they commit the
0: act. I've heard a tale of that.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, why wait on some crazy dude to do something heinous when you could just set it up to push the narrative that you want? It may happen more than people think.
0: Mm. That's deep right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's all I'm saying, though. I mean,. You know, it's, uh, things, when you got a narrative to push, you can't just wait. I mean, they, you know, you can be patient, but man, sometimes you just got to force the issue. Just saying.
0: Well, you know, I listened to a podcast yesterday that I highly recommend all of you guys to go and listen to on the Sean Ryan show with a. A lady called, a lady named Yeonmi Park. You know me. Uh, y-, you know, <laughs> y E O N M I. I'd I say
1: I'd say Yeonmi. Me.
0: Yeonmi, me, okay. Yeonmi Park. Yeonmi Park. You know me. <laughs> uh, and so this this lady grew up in North Korea and she escaped North Korea. Go listen to the episode, but she actually ended the conversation with talking about the Second Amendment that we have here in the United States, the right to keep and bear arms. And so many people are confused about why the Second Amendment exists and why it was written in there at, uh, at the foundation of our nation here in America. It has nothing to do, uh, the, the root of why it's there, it has nothing to do with your ability to hunt, or even your ability to protect yourself against criminals. It is in there 100% so that we maintain the ability to protect ourselves from our government, right? And she ended the conversation talking about. Uh, the second amendment and how passionate she is and how ultimately she believes that is the, the number one. And I agree with her on this. It is the number one thing that staves off complete government control of your life is the fact that you and me and hundreds of thousands if not millions of others are armed and we can actually fight back and she talked about it uh, as you know kind of used the the example of her country in north in north korea she said imagine if the north korean people were armed like this would what the the atrocities that are happening over in, in that in that country would not be happening if the people were armed, it would be impossible it's impossible for it to happen. That is the, the, the one single element that they have to remove in order to have complete control over your carnal freedom and your day-to-day life here on this earth. The one thing they have to remove is your right to be armed. Because at that point you are completely armed you're completely ineffective you're completely helpless right yeah, so they, that's how important it is they talk about it too you know when they're talking about gun control they they pitch it in the fact or in the manner that oh well you don't need this type of gun in order to protect yourself from a criminal you know so so they they spin it like they're like that's what it's for mm-hmm. so they're essentially telling you that's what this second amendment is for and this is why you don't need it and they don't even bring up the fact of what you just said of what it is actually created for. Yeah, yeah, you you've got to essentially have the same types of small arms that um, that your your government forces possess.
1: Well, I think you should be able to have large arms. Well, like, yeah, uh, a lot of people will say they're a Second Amendment absolutist, but then they'll go, "Well, I mean, I don't think citizens need to be able to have a tank or whatever." And I'm like, "If that, I, I do." I mean, if a private company made one and you had the money to buy it, why not? I mean, I'm not with any limitations to it. I think that's where you start down the road of limiting anything. Uh, Because, like, I don't care what somebody, like, if a private company can make a weapon and it's some huge monstrosity thing that could, I mean, I don't, you should be able to buy it if you got the money. Like I'm not with any of the limitations because if you are okay limiting that then I don't see why you're so against them limiting you know uh armalite rifles because I mean that's a it's a that's a high capacity gun man it could hurt somebody like yeah you I don't I don't know why you would concede anything I don't concede any of it like I think you should be able to have As a as a private citizen, you should be able to own whatever, but whatever
0: you can afford, yeah, yeah,
1: whatever you can afford. A lot of people don't; they're like they concede too much, and I think that's that they don't even understand how much that leads down the road of just taking more and more. Mm -hmm. Is that you're that you're okay with some things? Like, well, yeah, we don't need this. (laughs) I mean, I'm never gonna own a dang tank, probably because I ain't got the money. But I would if I could.
0: Well, you know the kill dozer. He created his own tank. Yeah, for that sure guy. did. Yeah, he did. It
1: was bad to the bone.
0: <laughs> he did. He wreaked some havoc. He caused a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I think there's a big. I mean, there's a big conversation that could be had around that. I I would I would lean more toward being in agreement with Chile, in in what he just described. Uh, I I think that. I think that certain people could make some maybe, maybe legitimate arguments against that. We don't have that individual here right now to make that argument, so we're you know I'm I'm leaning toward what Chili's saying. But the one thing that the one thing that I am confident in is that a united citizenship with small arms, combat arms, weapons could defeat a government even in spite of their aircraft, their artillery, their rockets, and all that stuff. I that so I'm I'm that's why I'm you know, I I, I truly think I, I truly think we have examples of that and well, in, in in populations like um, the North Vietnamese well, I mean the North Vietnamese won over the might of the United States military- industrial complex with all of their aircraft and artillery and and all of this crap, right? You look at even examples in Afghanistan um, all, really all over the world many conflicts of a of a united, people who are fighting for what they believe in passionately with very limited small arms are literally over the span of time able to defeat uh, a massive military industrial complex. And I believe that we as the American people with the, the proper small arms and equipment that, that is still legal to buy, we, we maintain the capability
1: I think you could make an argument that in cases like Afghanistan, too much of the leadership wasn't trying to win; they were trying to prolong the war. I think there's evidence of that. So, yeah,
0: like That's I think a complex conversation. Like I
1: think if the leadership had been trying to win instead of just prolonging the war to make more money and sell more weapons, you could have won that war. I mean, it may have come at the cost of doing things that you didn't want to do. Like I think. The United States military would just, you know, could decimate our entire population if they wanted to, but you would have nobody left. Yeah. I mean, you could drop bombs on the, on, on the country and, and kill everybody. I mean, but then you wouldn't have anybody left. I mean, th- it kind of comes at a cost of like, well, if we, you know, if you reduce the population down to so little, well, who do you even have to control? Yeah. And make money off of. And where do you live? The whole world's blown up. I mean, that's kind of part of it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, if you did have to fight in that style, that kind of small arm style, yeah, I mean, the the military would be outnumbered with the United States, the amount of people that have, I mean, I would think.
0: I would think too, yeah. I well, to think you couldn't get a plane or a tank or whatever <laughs> you wanted as an American fighting Americans would be foolish anyways. There would be enough pilots with access to planes and Yeah you know, tanks and things out you yeah. could get what you needed. Yeah. Also by, by the way, listeners, none of this is ever gonna happen. We're just we're just talking through it for fun. <laughs> purely theoretical <laughs> Yeah, purely theoretical theoretical. None of this is ever gonna happen. We we are we are marching toward the end. <laughs> this video is satire. Yes. <laughs> yeah y'all, let,
1: y'all know what satire is? That's what it is, yep, all
0: right, yep, yeah, well, read some Mark Twain, yes, uh, it's just fun to talk about <laughs> uh okay, uh last question for Chile mm. how much longer does America have
1: uh well, satirically
0: uh in your in your estimate, I like twenty feet. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not big on predictions uh. like timeline predictions. Like, I don't know. Well, this is satire. I mean, well,
0: I know I, it sounds, you, think had, it's satire. If you had to put a number on it, how how much longer does America have to stand as a world power? Oh, well, that could be dis- disputed of whether we are even still a world power. Well, <laughs> oh, I'd say we are.
1: How much? I'd l- say we're in more control of this. Uh, well, when I say we, and who exactly are you talking about? That's kind of a you get into some clouds okay. there, but look, like, who is
0: we? Let's define
1: how- <laughs> no. I mean, look. When you say is America still a world power? Yes. The people that are really in charge of what's going on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, there's more intentional destruction than people realize. Like people are really caught up in, oh China's kicking our butt and this man we don't know and all that. And yeah, it's like yeah they're trying to hurt you. It's affecting your life, making your life worse, but. At the end of the day, it's the plan's moving forward. I mean, I see no disturbances in the overall agenda. So, mm-hmm. but it looks bad for you. It looks bad on the ground. Yeah, I mean, American people suffer, but that ain't what it, that ain't what really matters. But how much
0: longer does it have? Uh, yeah. I mean, I are we know. talking five years, ten years, a hundred years? I don't know,
1: man. Go read Agenda Twenty Thirty and Agenda Twenty Fifty. By you know, and read some. Wef documents. I don't. I mean, according to those timelines, depends on what you mean by end. Like, we'll still be here in 2050,
0: but about wrapping on up in 2050. Okay, 2050. <laughs> well, will I still be around in 2050 if I live a full life? Thirty. Yeah, I should still be mm. around if I if nothing kills me, untimely. Yeah, so we'll get to see it all happen. <laughs> you might be. It's gonna be a ride, ladies and gentlemen. But Y'all I mean, better you, but, strap in for a ride. It it but uh, then went off the
1: wall by so <laughs> But it all depends on what you mean by "end," because like the world will, America will look dramatically different in 2030 than it does right now. Dramatically different, like dramatically. The it, whole system will be will be changed
0: by 2030. Is there is there even a, a chance that that this the tide can be reversed? Oh, sure, there is. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about that. I mean, in terms
1: of of uh, the like the end of the world. It depends on what you, <laughs> depends on what you mean by the tide changing. Like, like I see no evidence that that the American people are going to rally around and and <laughs> unify in any meaningful way to prevent some of these agendas from happening. However, like this doesn't mean that the world's going to end in 2050. I mean, there's no telling like what what could happen after all of these systems are in place. I mean, certain systems like this have never been put in place with this technology because we've never had this technology before. But but empires have gotten to this point with less technology, granted, and then it just reset.
0: Well, well it'll depend on if Trump gets in office. This that night. is true. That's true. Well, that is true. That's something I hadn't even heard y'all talk. It's... Are y'all even educated on this well, topic I'm, if you hadn't brought that up?
1: How dare me uh Jeez. not recognize the, the savior in waiting.
0: Yeah. The,
1: Donald J. Trump, but uh <laughs> 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 He is he's just lurking down there in Mar-a-Lago right now. He is about to I'm telling you, man, he's just gonna come out and just He's going to take Joe Biden by the throat, man. Throw him in prison. He's going to throw Hillary in prison, man. Joe Biden man.
0: be dead by then, man. <laughs> He's
1: going to save America, boy. <laughs> now, um, look, man. Could this turn around? Yeah, man. Anything could happen. But, like, at the end of the day, these agendas are not going to be stopped. Point blank. And whatever happens after they're put in place and how the world will change then, I mean... <laughs> you're going to live how that system dictates and how the social credit system dictates and then i believe that you know populations will be reduced greatly and then after that happens then the whole thing could could come down man like you could have major catastrophes that take out some of the technology that we've had i mean i'm i'm kind of of the opinion that we've had much more advanced technology than we're aware of in the past. Hmm. And then that's why the civilizations got to where they did. And then that technology was somehow destroyed, lost, through wars and cataclysms and, you know, catastrophes. And then society after that was at a place but then it it re it essentially the best word is resets and then it just goes forward from there and then has to get back to the point it was previously at and then past it. So, I, I you know I think we, we are un I, yeah. I guess I would say we're unquestionably more advanced than we've ever been, but it depends on what you mean by advanced <laughs> because we've got technology that we have never had before, but we don't quite know what past civilizations, how advanced they actually were in their own right. We don't know what they had. Yeah. We don't know the the knowledge that they actually possessed and just what they, they chose to, to do with it. So you know, say a social credit system gets put in place and you've got daggum cash is gone and, and everyone's, you know, the population's greatly reduced and, and individual nation states are combining and forming a collective with a huge government that rules over the top. That could totally happen and then disband over time.
0: It sounds an awful lot about what the Bible says about the state of the world and government structure at the end, the very end. Sounds an awful lot like that.
1: Cashless society and one world government?
0: Yeah. Sounds an awful awful lot lot like what the Bible has predicted. Well. But it could happen and they just ban and all reset again. Yeah. Possibly. Definitely.
1: Because there's been times in the past that sounded a lot like that too. Yeah. And we're
0: still here. Yeah, but to- but times in the past, we weren't gl- we weren't global. There's never been a time in the past, at least oh. in known human history, that we've been globally connected.
1: So it could have never been. Well, we it- were globally collect, col- <clears throat> uh, collected all up until the time that we weren't. I mean, it all started globally connect, col- uh, connected. Well, yeah. It wasn't but just a few people. So that was we were globally connected for a very long time and then as we got spread out you know that's been uh, I don't know exactly how long but
0: well we wouldn't we wouldn't expect you to make any statements that you didn't know that were absolutely true so
1: <laughs> well, well I don't know anything so but no, that um yeah, I mean we've never been globally connected to this level with this many people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what do you think about Albert Einstein's quote? You know the one I'm talking about? About world world war. Three yeah, World and- War
1: Three will be fought with nuclear weapons, essentially, and World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. It's yeah. roughly that. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Albert Einstein was obviously a very special individual human that walked the face of the Earth. What do you think about his quote? I mean, he made that statement. Sounds like it's in alignment with what you're saying. Well, I mean, he's he
1: he understood the gravity of <laughs> the the you know nuclear weapons being created. What was it? Oppenheimer said, "I am become death, destroyer of worlds." I mean, he knew what it was going to do or what it could do. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. I mean, all those. I mean, you know, they knew that that would have the potential to completely destroy the Earth, Mm -hmm. and so sounds like Albert thought that you know it was going to kill most people, but not everybody. And then that was the big reset, you know. Whoever was left would just going to have to figure it out. And then, of course, we'd fight again, you know, but it'd be pretty primitive. And then maybe World War Five would be with guns again and then World mm-hmm. War Six with something else and then World War Seven, go ahead and blow it up again.
0: If it just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. What's YouTube think about this conversation? Is there anybody oh, on? Oh, yeah. We got it. Probably like 160 on there. Dang it, man. Uh, they, you know, they all just, they love this stuff. They y'all know. They this kind of talk. They're talking about the, something called the Carrington event on here. Everybody's talking about the Carrington event. You know anything about that, Chili? Yeah. Man. Look, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, YouTube, y'all are, y'all are, y'all should feel really blessed right now that Chili's not charging you guys to get all <laughs> of this inside information. Okay. I didn't even gave
1: any inside information. I would charge for that. Okay. This is pretty surface level. Okay. I mean, if anybody don't know this stuff, a dang idiot.
0: Well, you guys have got a lot of good information from this se- chili segment this week. Look, man. Um, what do you think? Are you insinuating
1: that, that y- you seem to think this is the end of ends?
0: Yes, I do. Uh... There again, I, the, because scripturally it, it it is foolish for any man to predict the day of the coming of Christ. Uh, the, scripture says not even the angels know. No, no one knows the day that Christ will return to the earth to establish his kingdom here on earth. Um, but... Scripture also gives us gives us signs and, and actually calls us to pay attention to what's happening. And I believe that many of the prophecies in it, many of the end time prophecies in the Holy Bible are confusing when read right now. but as things unfold, the meaning of those end-time prophecies will become very clear to those human beings who are alive as they are unfolding, and then referencing the description of the events with the way they are described in Scripture. I do tend to lean toward the, the belief that this is the ultimate end of the age, that, that we are approaching the ultimate end of the age. The biggest indicator for me, what makes our human experience in this time and place that we're all now alive in and experiencing the biggest thing for me, the crux of it all, and the reason that I make the statement that I lean toward the belief that this is the end of the age is all it all has to do with the way that information control, um, governance, and and all of that the way that it can flow globally? All right, that is the single element that if we look back in ancient history and say, and, and there were plenty of. of there were plenty of civilizations in ancient history that would have claimed that they also thought this was the, what they were experiencing was the end of the age. But when you actually read scripture, the end of the age involves a global government, right? Under the Antichrist, controlling the entire earth like the entire earth. Okay? That could never have happened ever in the course of all of human history on the earth, and it can happen now very easily. So that's the main thing to me that makes our time so unique is the the global connection of all of humanity. The other thing is the advancement in technology, and I love that verse in the, the end times prophecy. There's an end times prophecy in in the book of daniel and i absolutely love it i wish i had time to look it up, but i know you guys hate it when i take pauses in the podcast um but it basically says uh the angel that's describing this end time or giving daniel the vision of this end time prophecy he says at the end he says close the book until something like the latter days when people will be going to and fro all over the earth right and it it to me, it's a beautiful picture of that global connectedness, um, the technology that it would take to uh, to to move around the Earth, information physically, all of that stuff, and and then also technology plays into the con- the global control aspect. Especially, it's very interesting to me what they're doing over at Neuralink. It's very interesting what they're doing over at Neuralink. I just listened to a podcast, at, at least a few minutes of a podcast, while I was sitting in my sauna the oh, other day, and Brooke had it playing. Uh, Dr. Huberman actually was interviewing someone from Neuralink, and of course, the, a lot of things that are happening over there are very you know, classified or whatever, and I get that. They don't want the technology that they are you know, striving to achieve or actually discovering. They don't want that stuff to get out. So I'm sure not all can be said about what's happening, but they are racing towards the ability to pair the human body with technology, and that is also biblical. Um, we read about, we read a, in, in Scripture, you will read about these things as the mark of the beast, right? In the forehead or in the which hand is it? it? It describes it very accurately. And I don't remember. yeah, it's the forehead or, or one of your hands. And, and this this thing, which is described in scripture as the mark of the beast, will control all commerce. Essentially, if you don't have this mark being whatever the mark ends up being, you will not be able to buy, sell, trade, travel, do anything. Um, and, and I think, Again, if someone would have read that scripture in ancient times, first of all, it wouldn't even be applicable because there was no global there was no there was no global connection with humanity, uh, and then maybe they would have thought, well, maybe it's some sort of tattoo or something like that. But as we progress in technology, we see more and more into what the prophecy, the specific prophecy of this mark of the beast, we have a better understanding of how that could be implemented and carried out. And we actually see that the technology is becoming capable to make that prophecy a reality. And so there are many things that, are, that lead me to believe this is the actual end of the age. Now that being said, when I say I believe this is the end of the age, I'm I, I'm saying we could we could potentially have another thousand years left. Well, yeah. We could potentially have another hundred years left, um, be, because there there th- there are things things are moving at such a rapid pace right now that it's it's really hard to you, you can't nail that down.
1: Well, that's why I asked. Do you think this is the end of the ends right now?
0: Because I, I like, don't. And, and what I mean by that is, it will not reset. Okay. I, I do not believe that it will reset.
1: Yeah, because I've been saying that. You know, how do you know the timeline? It could be, you know, but because, like, <clears throat> once again, you were saying, if you read what it says, that the latter days started when Jesus. I mean, it was the latter day. It, it, it we're just as much in the latter days as, you know. AD one hundred,
0: yeah, and I think that ultimately that's the that's the best way that I can describe why what I mean by I'm saying this is the end of the ages is, is that we are marching toward the end as prophesied in scripture, um, and I don't think there will be a reset. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. So that being said, I want to ask you guys real quick, do any of you guys ever read the Old Testament? Old Testament Bible? You guys yeah. ever read Old Testament?
1: Which one? The uh, the Catholic one or the uh, Protestant one?
0: <laughs> the one in the, the Holy Bible <laughs> that you have sitting right there beside you right now. Um, yeah, because I'm reading right now through the book of Isaiah. And... You know, it's it's different when you go back and, and read the Old Testament prophets, um, especially. I mean, the Old Testament can be, you know, there, there are obviously many books that compose the Old Testament. I guess I'm specifically talking about the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Ezekiel, Daniel. Daniel, reading the prophets, and... I think that a lot of people neglect or maybe don't see the value in going back and reading because many of those prophecies have already come to fruition in, in ancient times. Uh, many of those prophecies involve events that were happening or unfolding in ancient times, in ancient civilizations. And many people say, well, what value is there in going back and reading these Old Testament prophets. And really what I am getting out of going back and reading Isaiah <clears throat> is a look a look into how God the Father has dealt with humanity and dealt with nations of people in the past and in, in other words I'm getting it gives you a look a, a more a, a a you know another layer another layer of understanding of actually who God is the father what 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 how he operates essentially it gives you a little better understanding of who he is. That's what I'm getting out of it. Because I'm as I'm going in and looking at how he dealt with Israel, how he dealt with uh all Babylon, Assyria, all of these ancient civilizations, how he dealt with them, why he dealt with them, the way he dealt with them. It's it it's just and I don't think the way that first of all God the Father is the same Always, yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's never changing. And so the way that God dealt with humanity and nations, civilizations in the past, I don't believe there's been a change in his nature. I believe he deals with nations in the same manner. Um, Now, he deals with individuals in a different manner because of Christ, Right? We now can stand before the throne of God um, being justified. Right? We're justified as individuals because of the blood of Christ. But the way the way God interacts with nations, I don't believe that it's it's changed much. The reason I say that is because if you read about the 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 repercussions that were brought to bear against these ancient civilizations, repercussions. We see now, even in our own current civilizations, a lot of similarities in the repercussions of our wickedness as a nation. We see a lot of the same repercussions um, in many aspects, in in morality, in uh, immigration. Uh, if, If you look in the Bible, Old Testament prophecies, many judgments were brought about on wicked nations through immigration. Other nations were strengthened and allowed to come in and basically destroy a wicked nation or even Israel itself. So it's a very interesting perspective on the nature of God and how he has interacted with human civilizations in the past. And I believe that that hasn't really changed. So that's what I'm getting out of it. I don't, I don't know if y'all read that stuff or not, but that's what I'm getting out of it. We're always seeking, you, you should always be seeking, you, and here's the thing, you're never, ever, ever going to fully understand the nature of God. But everything that is in the Bible is there for a reason. Every book, every prophecy, every word, it's there for a reason. And the reason is a a lot of times to give you an understanding of who God is. And we should all be seeking a better understanding of who God is. Because we love him, right? He's our creator. He loves us. So why would we not seek more understanding in his word of who he is? So... I wanted to shout that out to y'all. Agree, disagree? What let what's uh from the peanut gallery here? Yeah, I mean, I that's what I was thinking is why. I mean, if you say you're going to accept the New Testament but not the Old Testament, then that's I mean, just not even realistic. So everything in the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So there's something you can glean from it, and you're going to glean whatever it is that God has for you at the time of reading it, and so. Clearly, that's what it is for you. It's just the nature of God that you're realizing through the prophets. And, yeah, I mean, I think I think you should definitely read all of it.
1: Well, I think most people say they don't accept the Old Testament in terms of, like, they don't, you know, the old law. They don't follow the the old law. I mean, that's generally what people mean, I think like the leviticus law we, just the whole the old I mean, law what's written, yeah i mean i don't know that that they're saying that it's not profitable to read maybe they are i don't know but it's just like because some people still think you should you should follow that law that even though th- th- there's disagreements on what jesus meant when he says you know he he came not to abolish the law but to fulfill the law Right? Some people are like, well, if he didn't abolish it, then somehow I'm supposed to still do it. So that's why some people still do that. But, I mean, I don't... Maybe there is disagreement on... I mean, I guess there are people who don't read the Old Testament at all, but you would lack a severe understanding of what the New Testament even was if you didn't read the the Old Testament.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: I mean, how would you... Like, it doesn't really... I mean... Guess it makes sense without it, but it it doesn't like you miss.
0: I, I mean, when, when you're talking about the book, the Old Testament books that lay out the law of God, the Old Testament law of God, I I have a I have a, a so, so, solid understanding of why that's laid out in the Old Testament. The law of God is laid out to to basically show humanity in, in a large part show you that you cannot achieve perfection, right? The law of God is laid out as a, as a standard in the Old Testament, and then Jesus took it to a whole nother level. Jesus actually intensified the standard of the law that was laid out for Israel in the Old Testament. You can read about that in Matthew chapter five, Sermon on the Mount. He takes the laws that the Jews had been following however many thousand years and he says oh no let me add let me let me tell you what that really meant Mm -hmm. let me tell you what it really meant right you've kind of watered it down let me tell you what the standard really is as it was meant to be and so the law has to be in place because if there is it's it has to be in place because there has to be some, there has to be something to measure what is right and wrong off of. There just has to be. Well, it's also there to show uh other people who God is. That I mean that's another reason that it was given in the Old Testament is so that everyone else could see who God was because if they didn't have these standards to to live by or to try to live up to, then they would just look like the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, I mean what's different about these Israelites that have been set apart, well, they're following God's law, and so now we see how they're different in who God is and what he looks like. Do you guys understand why it's so essential that, why why it, it actually has to be a fact that there is a God that created the universe that isn't just like randomly existing outside of the equation of all of this like why there if there is not a god that is totally perfect and totally just totally just meaning perfection in all of his attributes okay if there is no god there is no right or wrong there 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 is no right or wrong like, if there is not a God who, who establishes what is just and what is true and, and what is right, if that doesn't exist, then none of us can accuse anyone for anything. Because We're they're all equal. There is no right or wrong. Yeah, you can't go anywhere without that. And, and you you have you have atheists and people that 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 try to, not even just atheists. You you have people in general that try to say that the way they believe is right. No one has a claim to what is right. Well, you don't have any right to say what yeah. right at that point the question becomes why why we we are both humans and why is what you say right and what i say wrong well yeah when you try to when when when, when society tries to force the the um the trans agenda and the all the this this all this crazy crap down your throat and they they want you to admit that that's okay they want you to sign off of it as is, as if it's a good thing right Well, if they, like, y'all have to understand here, they have no claim to what is right. That's why God has to exist for anyone to even claim what is right because that standard has to come, it has to have an origin that's outside of the human thought, mind. Outside of humans, period. Yeah, it's totally outside. You can't, so you can't go anywhere without it. You can't make any claims that anything is good or bad. Have y'all thought about that? Well, yeah, and those, those inherent claims that, like, most everybody would agree that murder is bad. How but, can you claim that? Well, because, I mean, part of that is because of our just moral understanding that God put in us of what is right and wrong. And so, some everybody will agree to that, but not everybody will agree to where it came from. Yeah, so everybody has that moral will of God within them. They can all agree that murder is bad, and that's because God put that in all, everybody. You're the exa- same. You're exactly right, and they're not recognizing where it comes from, whereas other people are. If the if there is a law of human nature that's written on the heart of man, that means there was an author of it. Yeah, it 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 didn't just happen through. It could not possibly just happen through evolution. So, just something for y'all to chew on. Uh, YouTube, if you got any questions, hit us up with some questions on here. There's one that came through. What's up, YouTube? I held that was pretty good. This is from What's Up. What's up, up, YouTube? What's up, YouTube? Hold on, let me find it again.
1: Somebody needs to make their username YouTube. So, when we say What's Up, YouTube, we're talking just
0: to them. Dang, what's up? Where'd your question go? Hey, tech Here we go. Uh, he said, At Chad, I have a question to see if you can answer. Do you believe in science? I don't see how anyone can believe in religion and science because science disagrees with most of what is in the Bible. Does it really? Well, I love that question. Though. <laughs> I do too. That's why I asked it. <laughs>
1: Do Does, you believe in science? Yeah.
0: Go ahead uh, and define science yeah, for me, what's up? I, I think I think that's, that's the first thing that has to happen. You better you better define what you're what you are calling science. Because there's a lot of people that say things and call it science. <laughs> a whole lot of people say things and come up with things that are actually taught to all of you know at least here in our country to to everyone as if it was proven and there there's no it, it's just it's it's theory it's things people have come up with and they call they're calling it science if you look At actual information that, first of all, we'll start with the creation of the universe. If you look at actual information that's been gathered through these, I forget the name of the the telescope or whatever.
1: The Hubble telescope?
0: Yeah, whatever it is, but. Everything as technology gets more advanced, and they actually gather information on the universe. It's all pointing toward an origin, a beginning. A lot of a lot of true science. If not, I mean, I would have to go as far as to say all true science as science is actually defined, which define science for us here in a minute, Chili, okay, will actually be in complete alignment with what the Bible tells us about ourselves, the creation of the universe, the creation of the way our world works, intelligent design, all that stuff. Define science for us in your
1: yeah, in my terms, I mean, I think it's the most misdefined word in the English language. It's, it's It's insane. and like you may not like my definition, but I mean, people look at science as it's like some. Thing. It's a process. I mean it's, a, it's it's literally the process of studying the world as we know it, I mean, and, and observing and testing and measuring things. like science is never final we look at it like it's final like if if through scientific processes you you gathered information and then you beat people over the head with it as if it's as if it's some fact well i mean we've just walked through a 3 year period where the science changed every week i mean what like what we had the little the little short man that that was our overlord for a little while uh with the Italian name talking about, you know, Dr. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Talking about. Dr. Evil. Yeah. Talking about, you know, weeks before that really got rolling, that um, all masks did would make people feel good. And then later he said, well, let me tell you, science has changed bub and, well he
0: is science
1: isn't he? well and then that's what i was getting to a few months later he ended up ultimately saying that he was science so i mean the actual definition is anthony I- fauci anthony fauci really i mean that's the definition we look it up but i mean no man it's so weird how people look at it it's just a process it's just gathering information and studying
0: things like well, there are some laws of science. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, very few matter cannot be created or destroyed. But a lot of those laws of science, how do you? I mean, the law of
0: gravity. What about the law of might, thermodynamics? Might be wrong, bro. The law of thermodynamics is is in very much so in alignment with the um, with biblical prophecy. everything's leading laws of
1: nature and everything. I mean, look, man, it's just, yeah, there's certain things that, but so many things over time have been scientific fact that you later find out through science, by the way, we're wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's a continual process. That's the best definition for it of observing and studying and gaining understanding of the natural world. That's science. So if you ever say the science is settled on something, Even the laws of science, like you may want to just hold that open for more understanding to be gained from it. Like the science, the whole point of it is that it's not settled. But how that relates to like how you can believe in science. Well, science isn't anything to believe in or not believe in. It just is a process. And also believing in religion well religion which one what are you talking about what i mean that's not something you believe in or don't believe in either so so also science disagreeing with religion i mean if you want to if if you mean by that the bible well there's there's many things that that are in alignment with what with, with, with that are in the Bible that that it claims kind of makes some odd claims sometimes that are in alignment with science, what we've learned through science, the scientific process. So I mean that you'd have to show me exactly what you say disagrees, and it may appear to like like show me what you can prove it you know it disagrees with. I mean well, certain miracles in the Bible, I will say like violate the laws laws of of science. Yeah. I mean, that, that is certainly true. Yeah. I mean,
0: but if there's a God, miracles can not exist.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, I believe in, you know, that there's a creator. So that lives outside of it all. So it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that definitely opens the door for things in the natural world to be violated at times, essentially. And, but uh, like uh, the biggest point of contention is like, you know, Oh, we've, you know, science, man, we've learned the origins of the universe and all this, and, like, it's, oh, yeah. it's outside of God. It's the Big Bang Theory and this and that. And Well, like, all of that is is just, like, putting a scientific explanation to God creating the universe. It doesn't disagree with it at all. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't disagree with it at all. Like, all those, uh, any atheist that says they believe in the Big Bang Theory, they believe that God created the earth. They just don't want to say it. That's, they're saying the exact same thing we're saying. That God created something out of nothing. That's what they're saying.
0: Well, I think another big contention point in, in what people would call science is in the theory of evolution. The theory, oh, of, evo- sure. the theory yeah. of evolution, the origins of, of life itself, is not science. It's touted as, as a known, confirmed thing. Well, It's, it's a complete theory. Well
1: I mean the theory of evolution starts without I mean they try to take you know the the origin of all that gets very confused with what they're even with, with I mean
0: yeah if you take a, it right down to the root it, Yeah it's
1: basically a non-starter argument anyway like certain evolutionary and adaptation processes are you know obviously it's bored out but it's like where does it all start a lot of times that's a non-starter argument from, There's a
0: huge difference also between adaptation and evolution macro evolution yeah Yeah. i mean there isn't yeah there's a difference in that two totally different things yeah
1: but even that like it it doesn't do anything (laughs) to discredit god creating the universe i agree i mean it no one even really
0: explains how it does anything else from youtube nah Oh man, I needed to address the um we talked about earlier. I needed to address the feud. No, 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 no. Uh, we're not addressing that no, on here. No, 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 no. Are you crazy? Man, I wanted some of those clicks, man. You've lost your mind. I wanted some of those likes, you. Oh, man, I'm gonna shut this. Yeah, this. Damn, is, you've,
1: you've already said too much. You've lost your mind. What? In the I crap? wanted some likes,
0: man. Look, man. You and Chili are just gonna argue sometimes. Y'all feud. That's fine. Yeah. Well. Um we do all right ladies and gentlemen well that was a little different type of conversation here on the Seven podcast but you know we switch it up around here you never know what we're going to talk about uh we'll be back at you next week lord willing with a new episode ain't no telling what's going to be going on next week uh i'm going to go to the house tomorrow i'm going to record a enough said podcast for you guys on patreon that's going to go through a detailed description of this um training block that I've been going through. I'm going to talk to you guys about the different types of of uh, workouts that I've been doing, uh, the training load, specifics on all that stuff. Talk to you about how it's affected my body and um, also what we plan to do moving forward for this upcoming race. So I'm looking forward to going over that stuff with you guys over on Patreon. If you're not on Patreon and you want to support 307 Project, that's the place to go do it. We appreciate everybody that makes all of this happen over on Patreon. It's a very small percentage of our listeners that uh, have made the choice and the commitment to give back and support us and enable us to come in here and have these conversations and uh, and do what we do and hopefully help some people out. So thank you guys for being on Patreon with us. And um, a lot of you guys probably don't like me because of... The way I started this podcast off, I got three words for you. Actually, I got two words for you. Mm. I was going to use the different one. Later, turds. Enough said.